in the Gospel of Mark, uh, chapter 7, uh, looking at verses 14 to 15. And as you turn there, I, I want you just to think about how it starts within. It starts within. Jesus is teaching here, for they have problems. They're dealing with traditions and how things they think things should be. But Jesus is breaking it back down to them, letting them all know that it all comes down to what is in you. It starts within. The Gospel of Mark, chapter 7, looking at verse 14, reading from the New Living Translation. The Word of God says, and this is... Here, Jesus wants to draw attention. After he talks to the Pharisee, he wants to make sure everybody hears him clearly. He wants to make sure everybody catches up to what he is saying. So he comes out and says, then Jesus called to the crowd to come. He said, all of you listen and try to understand. It's not what goes in your body that defiles you. You are defiled by what comes from your heart. I'm going to say it again. Uh, I want you to catch what Jesus is saying. Looking at verse 14, he says, all of you listen. Is everybody listen? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Jesus is saying, all of you listen. It's not what goes into your heart. I'm sorry, it's not what goes into your body that defiles you, but it's what, it's what comes from your heart. What comes out of your heart defiles you. Think about it for a moment, the Gatorade commercial. They have it right. Is it in you? The Gatorade commercial is saying that if you have Gatorade in you, you're able to perform at a high level. You see those who are falling off, but those that have Gatorade in them, they're succeeding. They're making because they say, because with Gatorade in you, you are victorious. You are a, a winner. Uh, is it in you? Uh, it was some times back when Sprite had their slogan, obey your thirst. And, and so they're talking about if you drink Sprite, it makes you acceptable. Though. Obey your thirst. And one of my favorite parts was when somebody went up to go to, to dunk. And they couldn't dunk, but it goes and say, Grant Hill drinks Sprite. And say, Grant Hill was able to dunk, saying, if you drink Sprite, you might be able to, to dunk. Basically, try to say, I'll say, if you drink Sprite, it makes you cool and, and makes you acceptable. But also, too, just think about this, that what's in you is what's going to come out. Have you ever been thirsty? Did you try to drink out of an empty cup? No, you put water in the cup so you can get what was out the cup in because you can't get something unless there's something in. Those that plant seeds, you plant a seed in order to get the fruit. But if the seed is dead or the soil is dead, there's nothing going to come out. Jesus is talking to the Pharisees who, you know, the tricky Pharisees. We live in a world that people want to trick you. We live in a world that people want to put other stuff in you. We live in a world where other people want to have their way, so they tell you their way, so you can do it their way. But yet Jesus is breaking down to them that you need to know the difference. I know what's in me, and I know what's going to come out. I know why I do what I do. I'm not doing anything to please you. I'm not doing anything to please man. But I want to make sure I obey God's commandments. The psalmist writes that, Lord, how I hid in thy word in my heart. That I might not sin against you. Where was the word? In my heart. So that I might not sin against you. When I put the word in my heart, then what's going to come out of my mouth is the word out of my mouth. But if I'm going to put hatred in my heart, 
what's going to come out is some hateful thing. If I have an a, a evil eye, I'm envious. Then I won't ever celebrate your victories. I won't ever say how good you are because I'm jealous of what you have. Or I'm envious because I don't have that in my life so I can't enjoy what you have. But always a problem this and you know how it goes. That Don't talk about my glory until you know my story. You see, Jesus is sitting down with these people. And they're trying to trick him up. But he looks at them dead in the face and calls them a hypocrite. Has anybody ever been called a hypocrite before? Have you ever called yourself a hypocrite before? Because with the word here in the, in the Greek, it was what it's saying is an actor, a person that puts on a mask and pretends who they are not. Life is not a stage. You cannot play, perform and think you can make it through. You have to be real. Because when the music is over, when the music stops, will you know Jesus? <laughs> will he be in your heart? When this world passes away, what did you really believe in? When everything goes away, what's really in your heart? Jesus says here that, look, Isaiah was right when he said, he's saying this is applicable even to you right here. Because you honor me with your lips, but your heart are far from me. I want you to really cast these principles here. The, the first principle you have to apply into having a clean heart, because it, it, you got to have it within you, is this, that you got to know the purpose of what you're doing. They said, how come <laughs> the disciples don't wash their hands before they eat? Now, cast what they're saying. They're not saying ask to wash their hands because for sanitary purposes. They're not concerned about they're going to get a disease or how the food might not taste good because their hands are dirty. They're saying you should wash your hands because that makes you righteous. That makes you pure. That makes you holy. For example, that some people are so strict that, that they say you have to do this in order for it to be done. But yet I want you to understand that when I pray, I don't always pray with my eyes closed. Because sometimes I pray while I'm driving. Hello. God wants us to be, be, believe it in our heart, not do something out of formality. There's times I do lay down, prostrate on the ground. There's times I do kneel down and pray. But there's also times I just stand up and pray. But yet when it's in my heart to stop, to pull my car over, I do so. When it's in my heart to lay down, flat down on the ground, no matter what clothes I have on, I do so. Because it's in my heart. I don't care who sees me. I don't care who, I'm try who's, who thinks I'm trying to impress them. I'm talking to God. It, it reminds me of a story about this woman that was praying. And, a, and was a, a, one of the leaders were up there seeing her pray. She got down, shook herself, went down and sit down. And he said to her, he said, uh, I, I didn't hear what you were praying about. And she said, I wasn't talking to you. When you know it's all about, you're not trying to impress somebody. You're not trying to show anything up. You're not trying to do something just because somebody always did it or because they said so. You have to know what's in your heart and, 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 and let God in. Because he says you're trying to honor me. He said you want to give me worship, but it's a farce. It's in vain. In vain means it profits nothing. It's fruitless. It means there's no fruit. 
We live in a capitalistic society where we always want to make a profit, but we come to God, we don't want to come and get a profit. We come empty, you leave empty. He says, you honor me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. What is keeping you away from God? The stuff in your heart. Ask somebody, is it in you? Let it hurt. I want it to hurt because it hurts me. Because I have to take the time and look at myself in the mirror. We, we look in the mirror in the morning oftentimes and we feel good because we're brushing our teeth. We're fixing stuff up. But sometimes we don't fix the stuff that we need to fix. We ignore it. We pass it by. Or sometimes we just get used to it. For me, I, I, I couldn't get used to I was losing hair. So I saved it off. Trying to act like I'm not losing my hair because I saved it. I'm faking it. So I have to admit to people I'm bald. I didn't just shave it, I'm bald. There's, there's, some, there's some holes in my natural. My hairline used to be a lot closer to my eyebrows than what it is now. And so I have to come to grips of the fact of the issues that are happening in my life. Some of us wake up in the morning and realize there's more hair on the pillow than we have on our head sometimes. Some of us want to get highlights to cover the grave because we're ashamed of the grave is coming. But I want you to understand the Proverbs says that the crown of glory is a gray hair. I'm trying to get there somebody. When we realize that what God has given us is beautiful, we trust that more than what man gives us. These traditions, they told me, have been passed down, and they took written traditions to be God's law. You've got to be careful. What people say is not always what God is. <laughs> Open up the words yourself and say, point to me in the Bible where you find what you said that I should do. And when they can't give you that, say, I'll wait for God to speak to me. Because God is audible. God is not static. God wants to reach you. He wants to deal with what's in your heart. You got to know the purpose. You got to know the meaning. When we come in here, this place, and we sing the songs of Emmanuel and, and come, let us adore him. Did you come with that purpose? And I want to share something real quick. I, I know that every time we go places, everything is not, is not always going to be the way we want it. I know because we're dealing with the heart. The heart is filled with emotions. It, it might be too hot. It might be too cold. I stub my finger or this suit don't fit me right. This dress doesn't fit me right. Or, or I, I need to get my hair done. Or I didn't get a proper shave. Or I messed up cutting my hair. There's all kinds of stuff that makes us feel uncomfortable. But I want you to understand that God already knows. So you don't have to fake it with him. <laughs> be real. Don't be an actor. Don't try to act like you know what's going on when you don't know. You got to have humility. And, 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 and the key thing is this, that when you know what you're doing, you know the purpose behind it. The Pharisees did not know what they were doing. They were just doing it because somebody else has always done it that way. 
And we need to really teach this to our children. Our children don't have right things in their heart because what they see on TV, what's putting into their lives. Uh, they see successful people go out on dates and having sex on the first night. They think that's a successful date. It says, for from within, from within and out of a person's heart come evil thoughts, sexual immorality. The world wants to put all that wicked stuff in, so we got to make sure we can pull that stuff out. Jesus broke it down to them saying, look, 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 look. You are concerned about how you look on the outside. I am concerned what's going on on the inside. I can't change the outside and make the inside better. But when you change on the inside, it makes the outside better. Proof in point. He points out that what comes into the body does not make it defile. Using the illustration of food. Because I like the Bible because the Bible is real. Some translations leave it out, but he basically says this. What goes into your, st your mouth, goes into your stomach, comes out the body. Into the toilet. Into the drop. Into the sewage. And what Jesus is pointing out here is saying, your body knows how to filter garbage. The body knows how to get rid of waste and keep what is nutritious and what's good. So it's not defiling you because the body's going to reject it. But what's in your heart? Because what's in your heart is going to come out your mouth. When I'm angry, angry words come out of my mouth. When I'm happy, happy words come out of my mouth. When I'm sad, sad words come out of my mouth. Uh, do, do you catch it here? What's in your heart is going to come out. So even when I get mad at my brothers and my sisters, and I call them big heads and dummy, it was in my heart. That's why I came out. So at that moment, at that time, I can't lie to them. I didn't mean it. Yes, I did. It was in my heart. And that's the truth. When we get real, we realize, oh, I'm sorry. I was wrong for what I said. I, I can't say, oh, I was angry at the time. Yes, anger was in my heart. That was wrong. I'll be angry and sin not, the Bible says. So we get, it's, not, it's all right being angry. It's all right being sad. It's all right being mad. But yeah, we got to control what's in your heart. Because I know when I get angry, I can think some weird things. Things that were scared. And I'm glad as I matured, I don't think those things anymore. But when I was in high school and grade school, I was mad at people. We used to play a game in the hallways that we would knock down people's books. And some of the seniors were, were slicker than me, and they didn't carry books. But they would always knock down my books, me being a freshman and a sophomore. I, I'm trying to be a studious student, and you're supposed to take your books to class, you know, so you can take the test, open book tests. And so I knew other people that had more books than me, so when I got to the senior hall, I would knock them books down so I could be cool with the seniors. So they won't mess with me because I was envious that they all knocked down my books. So I said, how can I get somebody else back? And then as I grew, I realized that that stuff is childish, Sam. Why are you doing to them what you don't want to be done to you? You're a hypocrite. I was acting like everything was all right because what I did was all right. And that's what catches on. When we get into doing what other people are doing, our hearts start changing to agree with them and disagree with God. Or we try to nullify the word of God by trying to fit God's will and our plans. 
Have you been there before? Uh, I, I do believe God wants me to go here because everything's just working out so fine. We want the easy route. So when it looks easy, that's of God. Yes! David faced Goliath. Everybody else was scared. <laughs> but David knew that it's not because of me, but God can help me overcome this giant. Elijah was scared of Jezebel because she killed all the prophets. And he went as far south as he could to get away from her, thinking that, oh, she's going to get me too. But God let him know, say, look here, I can call up as many prophets as I want. <laughs> She's not going to touch you. We want the easy way. We want to run away. We want to do what's easy. But God is calling us oftentimes to do the hard thing. Because the hard thing is the right thing. To stand up against the hypocrites and not bow down to them, but bow down only before the Lord. Not just to give lip service, but give God your heart and your mouth. As the psalm says, the words of my mouth be acceptable in your heart. I mean, so the words of my mouth be acceptable in your sight. And when we do that, God sees us. We got to know what we're doing because vanity profits nothing. <laughs> you can look good all you want on the outside. But it says beauty is only skin deep. But ugly is to the bone. To the bone. You can look on the outside as good as you want to be. But inside, crying inside like the Joker said, oh, on the outside I'm smiling. But inside I'm crying. I love that line in Batman. The joker says that on the outside I'm smiling, but inside I'm crying. And he was too, he was crying out bad. We try to act like everything's all right, but inside we're crying inside. Inside is a child that needs to be hugged. Inside is a, a child that needs to be comforted. Inside there's something inside of it that needs to be welcomed. Everybody wants to be accepted and not rejected, but Jesus was accepting to be rejected and be about to be accepted by God. Jesus said that to the Pharisees. And then he became like Verizon and wanted to make sure he had the network clear, make sure he didn't have any drop calls. Everybody hear this. <laughs> They're not getting it, but I want you to get it. It's not what comes in that makes you unclean. Because the word here, defile and, and impure, what they're using here in the text goes all the way back because in the Jewish society, everything was done by rituals and rites. That it, it was done that if you did this, this made you righteous. If you said this, this made you righteous. But Jesus has come to say, look, yeah, I am not to abolish the law, but to fulfill the law. Because Jesus is saying, look, it's all about grace. There's nothing you can do, but there's something I can do. That can make you clean. So you're saying that by you doing this makes you clean. No, that's not. But what comes out of your heart is what makes you unclean. Are you addressing that issue? Are you addressing what's coming out of your heart? Are you addressing what your eyes see? Are you addressing what your ears hear? Are you addressing, because look at the situation. Because if you think it, you will do it. You think it, you will say it. You got to be careful. You, those, who, those who have a problem cursing, you hang around with people that you're trying to stop cursing, you hang around with people that curse, it's going to be a lot harder for you to stop cursing because that environment that you're around. You have to make a conscious decision to change your behavior. Jesus says, look, you need to make a conscious decision about what's coming out of your heart because what comes out of your heart makes you unclean. You're hypocrites. You come here to worship me. 
you come here to worship God, but yet your heart is far from me. Why is your heart from me? Because what's in your heart? You worship me because what you want to get out of it. We got to break this down. God is a God of glory. And what does God want? He wants us to give him glory. God wants us to give him what he already has. Not what you want to give him. We think, well, Lord, if I give you my house, you're going to bless me with a big house. God says, I'm not, I, it's not necessarily I want your house. I want what's in your house, you. Lord, I, I, I remember praying this prayer at Hampton. Every time Hampton had basketball games, they had cars, and you shoot a half shot, you can get the cars in. So I always try to put in and say, Lord, if you bless me with this car, I, I will help everybody out. But he never gave me the car because he knew I would not help everybody out. My heart was just into winning that car. But I just said, I gave a conditional prayer. If he give me the car, then I would. My heart was not already there that, oh, Lord, I will help him out no matter what. Because if that was the case, I would have took me a Pinto. But I want me a brand new spanking shiny car to help somebody else. See, when you get true to the matter, we got to get real and say, Lord, I desire to give you my whole heart. All of my heart. Not part of my heart. The Pharisees were giving part of the heart. What part of your heart are you giving to God? God wants to hear you. The Bible says, draw nigh unto God, and he will draw nigh unto you. We need to cast this other principle, put trash with trash, and put treasure with treasure. The trash that comes in to your heart, take it out. But the treasures that come into your treasure, and what's the treasure? God's word. <laughs> God's word is like gold. <laughs> God's word is sweeter than a honeycomb. This is what the psalmist says. This is what the psalmist says about how sweet God's word is. He said, your, your precepts are sweet and true. Your precepts are like gold. Or they're like a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. How I treasure your word in my heart so I might not sin against you. But we need to take the trash out because the trash wants to argue and debate with the word of God. Because where the truth is, the lie wants to fight. Where, where, where light is, dark cannot be. So when you hold on to the truth, you can see the lies and the enemy all around you. The enemy wants you to give up. The enemy wants you to quit. You, have a, you are a winner because we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. I was reading in the book, it says how, how losers pick up the flowers. I'm sorry, step on the flowers and pick up the weeds. While a winner picks up the weeds and smells the flowers. How are you seeing your situation? Everybody has to look and see God in their situation. Are you seeing what man wants you to do or what they tell you to do? Or are you seeing what God has called you to? God is, is, is setting up his ministry. He's on his way to Jerusalem. They're trying to stop him from getting there. They're trying to stop him because his, his popularity is growing. But God is, is still sending Jesus to Calvary. And Jesus is still teaching, I want your heart. I came for your heart. And that's why we sing those simple songs that, What can wash me? Holy, you know, holy, you know, but the blood of Jesus. What can make, make me white as snow? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. See, we can't clean our hearts and make it whole, but by the blood of Jesus. And that's why Jesus is pointing out, you're trying to clean yourself, but only I can clean. Nothing you do is good enough. 
You can have perfect attendance to the church. You can be in every ministry and every auxiliary. You can volunteer over 2,000 hours every year. But if you do not know Jesus, it's all in vain. You can donate a billion dollars to the church. You can leave a big foundation for the church. You can set up money and ministries for everybody else within the church. But if you do not know Jesus, he's looking to see what's in your heart. And I want us to really look what makes us unclean. Look at verses 21 to 22. Look at that list. Now, when you say that none of these I have a problem with, then pride is a problem. All of sin and fall short of the glory of God. There's no one here in this place that is perfect. So when we come to the house of God and we're going to say, well, I don't have that problem, then you have a problem. Because it's by grace. We have been saved. Jesus is pointing out, just because you showed up to the church, just because you bow down and pray, just because you know the songs or you can quote verses, does not mean your heart's with me. You have the religious leaders, the ones who are supposed to set the proper example are being hypocritical. That's why I have to be like Paul said in Acts 26 and 14 that he said, I strive to keep my conscience clear before God and man. Catch this. That when the lights are off, who are you? Behind closed doors, who are you? When there's nobody around, who are you? When you're really upset, who are you? Because that's what's in your heart. And when those things come out at those times, it'll come out at other times. The enemy gets in through a little darkness and tries to creep in. That's why you have to shine the light. You have to shine the light. You have to put the love of Jesus in you. And the love of Jesus will push out all of that other stuff that is not of him. The love of Jesus is unconditional. The love of Jesus helps a broken heart. The love of Jesus helps a failing body. The love of Jesus lets us know that this earth is going to perish, but God, what you give me can no man take away. The love of Jesus lets me know that even though my job may not be there tomorrow, but Jesus, you are still the same today as you were yesterday. The love of Jesus lets me know that no matter what problems or circumstances I face, uh, he sees what's in my heart. My friends may turn on me. My, my people may leave me. But I'm glad that Jesus will never leave me nor forsake me because I confess him. And he says, who believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. But yet when we live in vain, when we act as actors, when we put on a mask, every, every morning I come to the church, my, my sermon does not start when I preach here. My sermon starts from Monday to Saturday because I cannot stand up here and tell you if I'm going to be like the Pharisees, if I'm going to try to act ceremonial. I, I, it's easy to act like a pastor. You put on a good suit. Get your Bible in your hand. Say, God bless you a whole lot of times. Quote a few scriptures here and there. And then say, can I have a word of prayer with you? And then you walk away and say, I'll see you later, my sister. It's easy to put on that front. But have you ever seen me when I've been broke? 
Have you ever seen me when I might be frustrated? Then can I still say, can I pray for you? Then can I still say, can God bless you? Then can I say, can I encourage you? That's when the truth comes in. When stuff is going easy, it's easy for us to act like everything's all right because your heart hasn't been tested. But when it goes through the fire, that's the test. Abraham Lincoln says that power corrupts, but absolute power corrupts, absolutely. The principle is that you are all right when everything's going your way. When your character's not being tested. But when your character starts to be tested, it starts to show who you really are. And the problem is that when you don't test your character, you don't see who you really are, but people see <laughs> who you are. They can tell you're putting on a mask. They can tell you don't mean what you say. They can tell you don't mean what you do. Have you been there before? Talk to me if you will. You know people say, I love you, but you know they talk about you behind the back. You tell people, say, I'll be there for you, but when you call them, their phone line is always busy. Do you know folk like that say, I will be there, but they never show up. They talk it, they say it, but they don't show it. And you see it, but they think they put on a good front for you. I'm glad that I never had to question my mom and my dad's love. Because it was in them. And it came out. Because I know there were some times I was the most unlovable kid in the world. And when I think about how they have love for me, with all my problems and issues, the wrong mistakes I've made, the things I've broken in their house, the times I took more money than I should have taken from them because I can't pass classes in college, the times they would drive back and forth to see me or call me and pay my bills just so everything could be all right. When I didn't have a job, nor have a place to live, but they say you can come on home. I'm glad they did that, but that does not compare to Jesus' father, who Jesus said, in my father's house are rooms of many mansions. The same father that sees the evil that's all in my heart. You may not say, but I can. Lord, I know I have evil thoughts, <laughs> sexual immorality, theft, <laughs> murder, adultery, greed. We see some of y'all not, not, not with me here, but I got to get here because I want to leave here with a clean heart, Father. So take out the seed and, and lustful desires and, and envy and, and slander and pride and foolishness. Lord, I don't want these vile things in my heart. I, I don't want to act like I'm holy. I want to be lost in the blood of Jesus. Can anybody else here just, just let the Lord just have his way with you? Say, Lord, these things are in my heart. Some of y'all looking at me kind of funny. I hope you walk out here with a changed heart because my heart needs to be changed every day. There's too much sickness in this world that I got to be careful what I put in. You got to take that time for yourself. Jesus, I say, hear me. Can you hear him tugging on your heart? Don't let pride stop you from confessing your sins. Proverbs says a concealed sin causes damage and destruction. A concealed sin. But confess and have liberty. I don't need to know it. And I don't care. 
But the problem is the person that already knows the season, you're hurting them as you're hurting yourself. Your heart is keeping you far away from God. If you just get a little bit closer, you'll see changes happening in your life. Every time you go up, if you climb a mountain, you have too much on your back, (laughs) you're going to start shedding stuff off so you can make it to the top. Some of us are walking around just like me with too much excess. And God is asking you to take that stuff off and come close to him. If you're too hot, take that stuff off. If you're too heavy, lay those stuff down. What do you need to let go of? What do you need to take off and be naked before the Lord? And say, Lord, I have this or I have all of these. But Lord, I know through Jesus I can be washed and be made whole. Other people may still look at me and try to tell me like the Pharisees that I'm unclean because I look unclean, but you see my heart. He sees your heart. Some of us are dressed up pretty nice today. But how's your heart today? Some of us are to go home to a clean house on the outside. But how's it on the inside? Some of us can close our mouths and act like everything's all right inside, but our teeth are rotten to the core. I know, I have some rotten teeth myself. Where are you? Filter through the trash and hold on to the treasure. Stop being a hypocrite. Stop acting and really live for Jesus. Deny yourself and follow him. And see how he will give you that joy and that peace that you're looking for. Because what it is is this. Close with this. Don't be scared of what you do not see. You think if I let this out, everything's going to be undone. But I'm going to play on the word of undone. My mom would make cookies and cakes. And I would lick the batter and want to wait, and I couldn't wait, but I had to wait till they were done, because they were not done yet. But when they're done, because when they're undone, they got to go through the fire. <laughs> and as they go through the fire, the cake will rise. Those, those cookies will rise. When you're under the fire, you will rise. Whatever issue you have, let God just take you under the fire. Because when the goldsmith takes gold, he puts it under the fire. And he waits till he sees his reflection in it. Then he knows it's pure. God wants to see himself in you. Take that stuff out of your heart. And let God get in. And you can do this by inviting Jesus into your life. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Right now, I want you to just take the time just to reveal to God whatever issue you have. You're frustrated. You're, you're angry. You're upset. Just let God know. He already knows, but just confess it with your mouth. Say, Lord, I'm, I'm angry about this. Lord, I'm, I'm upset I lost my job. Lord, uh, uh, I'm upset that I'm having this illness. Lord, I'm upset I got to go to the doctor every day for this ailing, this aching back. So, Lord, I'm upset that I'm still single. Lord, I'm upset with my marriage. I'm, I'm upset with my kids. Come on, let's be real. Just take it to the Lord right now. Just take it to him right now. Just talk to him. Father, we come and reveal our hearts to you, Lord, because you already know. Lord, we're not trying to hide it any longer. Father, we want to be open to you. 
Lord, whatever issues we're going through, Lord, we know you can change. Father, let your word pierce our hearts in such a way that it'll break us in such a way that we have to ask somebody to forgive us, Lord, because we realize we harmed them. Father, that we go back and mend the brokenness that we might have hurt somebody else with the sin issues in our lives. Father, we want to draw closer to you, Father. Break us and build us up as only you can. And Father, if someone here who does not know Jesus, we thank you, Father, that Jesus wants to heal their heart. That Jesus, you did die on the cross for our sins. And you defeated death and rose again from the grave. And Lord, you are alive. And Lord, you can live in us. So Father, we thank you for the power of salvation. So every head bowed and every eyes closed, just let God speak to you. And if you do not know Jesus, we just want to share you this, that Jesus says that if you believe in you, if you, uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, whoever, whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And then in Romans it says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God has risen from the grave, you shall be saved. And all who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That can be you today. We just want to lead you in this prayer. God hears you. He hears you. You don't have to say it out loud for me to hear God hears you. You just say it to him. And I'll just lead you in this prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I confess my sins to you. I open up my heart to you for you to come in and be my personal Lord and Savior. I thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. I thank you, Jesus, for rising again from the grave, for defeating death. And Jesus, I want my heart to honor you. I want my heart to please you. So when I act and when I say this, they honor you. So work in me, Jesus, and, and work out of me that needs to be worked out. And have your way. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for impacting and changing our lives. May the Lord Jesus bless you until we meet again. This is Reverend Samuel Durr. Sign Baptist Church welcomes your feedback, so please feel free to contact us. Uh, through our website, www.zionbcpeoria.com, or through our email. We look forward from hearing from you, and may the Lord Jesus continue to bless you until we meet again.